RTHK News. It's one o'clock on Benche, the headlines. The chief executive rejects as politically motivated criticism of her for mask coronavirus testing. A decision is due soon on whether to extend social distancing rules with one expert warning against premature relaxation. And the first man charged under the national security law is denied bail. The chief executive Carrie Lam has dismissed any comparison between the risk of infection during citywide coronavirus tests and the postponed Legislative Council election. Everyone in the SCR will be offered a test in a two-week period starting a week today. The LegCo election was to take place on September 6. Ahead of an Executive Council meeting, Mrs Lam was asked why mass tests were considered safe but voting wasn't. I think there are a lot of differences between the two arrangements. Um, as far as the universal community testing is concerned, we are not um, cramming it into a single day. We have allowed for ourselves, ourselves up to two weeks to invite uh, members of the community to come forward for the testing. Secondly, we are going to do an online booking system. So preferably we will not be seeing crowds or long queues in front of the swapping, uh, the swapping stations uh, to have the test done. Mrs. Lam also rejected criticism of the mass testing program by some medical experts. Several medics have cast doubt on the safety and the effectiveness of the program. But Mrs. Lam said the comments may have had a political motivation, given that the testing involves mainland experts and is funded by the central government. Well, I would make a strong plea that well-known people, especially in the relevant professional areas, should really um, express their view in a more responsible way. Uh, since this is about public health, let's focus on public health. An infectious diseases expert has urged the government to keep a range of social distancing measures that are due to expire at midnight in place until mass testing is completed. The government is expected to announce its plans for the measures in the next half hour. Dr. Joseph Tsung says he expects to see around 20 cases a day next month, with about half picked up by mass testing. He says easing the measures too soon could be embarrassing. I strongly urge the government to allow the cases come down first before they consider lifting up uh, all these kind of social distancing measures. It is more reasonable to do it in this way. Otherwise, the government will be very embarrassed. With such double digits of new cases, it is more uh, safe to have those social distancing measures relax or lift up until all these cases be isolated and being uh, treated. In other news, the High Court has refused to grant bail to the first person charged under the SAR's national security law. Tong Yang Kit is accused of riding his motorcycle into a group of police officers while carrying a flag bearing the slogan Liberate Hong Kong during a protest on July 1st. He was originally denied bail by a magistrate on July 6, and the High Court last week rejected an application for a writ of habeas corpus. The issue of bail under the national security law is controversial because the legislation specifies that judges should refuse bail unless a defendant can prove they won't commit further national security offences. Mr Tong is due back in court in October. 
The chief executive says suggesting that the Secretary for Justice had a political motivation in blocking two protest-related private prosecutions shows disrespect for the independence of Hong Kong's judiciary. A court yesterday approved the Department of Justice's request to end two private cases launched by Democratic Party lawmaker Ted Hoi. One was against a policeman who shot a protester, and another was against a taxi driver who was alleged to have rammed his vehicle into demonstrators. Here's Mrs. Lam. Prosecution matters or any legal matters under the Department of Justice are the purview of the Secretary for Justice. But to um, a sort of allege that the Secretary for Justice is doing political intervention is totally unfair and inappropriate, because by so doing, you are also casting doubt and disrespect on Hong Kong's judiciary system. But legal scholar Eric Jiang from the University of Hong Kong says the interventions will undermine public confidence in Hong Kong's judicial system. Mr. Jiang says it would be hard to convince people that the cases were blocked because the evidence was insufficient, because the Department of Justice did not follow convention by seeking outside legal opinion on these politically sensitive cases. Justice must not only be done but must be manifestly be seen to be done. So it's very important for the public to have confidence that the decision is purely based on evidence, but not based on political consideration. But here we cannot see that the Department of Justice have followed the due process in seeking independent legal opinion. And also there's no sufficient explanation as to why they consider there is insufficient evidence. More now on COVID-19. A University of Hong Kong microbiologist who was part of the team that confirmed the first case of a person being reinfected with the coronavirus says they're still studying how it happened. Clinical Associate Professor Kelvin Toh said it wasn't clear whether antibodies generated when the 33-year-old man fought off the virus in April had waned or whether they were ineffective against a new strain of COVID-19 he was infected with during a visit to Spain. He said the finding had big implications. This may make control of the COVID more difficult because these uh, patients who got reinfected can actually or may actually transmit the virus to others as well. So um, first of all, for patients who were infected before, they should not assume that they have lifelong immunity. And if they have symptoms again, they should seek medical care and uh, get tested. As shown in this case, the antibody can be very low just after a few months. So uh, those patients, uh, recovered patients, should still receive COVID vaccine when it's available. Overnight, the World Health Organization warned against rushing to judgment at the suggestion that some patients may lose their immunity within a few months of recovering from the virus. The WHO's Dr. Maria Van Kirkov says other scientists following coronavirus patients have come to different conclusions. Akiko Iwasaki, professor of immunobiology at the Yale School of Medicine, said the finding didn't compromise the success of a vaccine. Natural infection induces immunity to a certain extent, but a vaccine can induce a much more potent and long-lasting immunity, especially given uh, multiple times. So I think this doesn't mean anything for whether a vaccine would work in the future, um, but rather it just means that if you're naturally infected and recovered from infection, um, you could get reinfected, but likely with a very mild or asymptomatic disease. 
An overnight curfew is coming into effect in the U.S. city of Kenosha in Wisconsin following violent protests on Sunday, sparked by the police shooting of a black man. Jacob Blake is in a stable condition in hospital after being shot a number of times in the back. Small numbers of demonstrators have again taken to the streets. The mayor of Kenosha, John Anteramian, urged protesters to refrain from violence. He said Mr. Blake's shooting was being investigated. Our heart goes out to, to Jacob Blake's family. I cannot think of anything that is harder than what just occurred to them and how that impacts them. And so the, the commitment that I make to everyone, make to their family, to the officer and everyone else, is justice will be served, people will be held responsible for their actions, and we will know the truth. Republicans in the United States have begun their national convention with dire warnings about the country's future if Joe Biden were to defeat Donald Trump in November's presidential poll. Speakers claimed Mr. Biden would be a radically left-wing leader. The president's son, Donald Jr., suggested the Democratic challenger was backed by China, calling him Beijing Biden. America's former ambassador to the UN, Nikki Haley, also attacked Mr. Biden's foreign policy. Joe Biden is good for Iran and ISIS great for communist China, and he's a godsend to everyone who wants America to apologize, abstain, and abandon our values. Donald Trump takes a different approach. He's tough on China, and he took on ISIS and won. Mark and Patricia McCluskey, the couple from St. Louis who made headlines when they waved guns at Black Lives Matter protesters, also endorsed Mr. Trump in a video. At this moment in history, if you stand up for yourself and for the values our country was founded on, the mob, spurred on by their allies in the media, will try to destroy you. You've seen us on your TV screens and Twitter feeds. You know that we're not the kind of people who back down. Thankfully, neither is Donald Trump. Officials in Western India say dozens of people are thought to be trapped inside a multi-story apartment building, which suddenly collapsed yesterday evening. From Mumbai, here's the BBC's Yogita Limay. The collapse occurred in an industrial town about 100 miles southwest of Mumbai. Police say there were around 45 flats in the five-story residential building. Images of the collapse show corrugated tin sheets that appear to have been on the roof of the structure, lying amidst a pile of bricks and mud. Disaster response personnel are trying to reach people who are believed to be trapped beneath the rubble. It's unclear yet what might have caused the collapse. The area receives heavy rainfall during the monsoon season and is prone to flooding. The BBC has announced that the last night of the proms, the climax of one of the world's biggest classical music festivals, will include Land of Hope and Glory and Rule Britannia. But the words of the songs won't be sung and there'll be no audience because of the pandemic. Reports had suggested they might be dropped altogether because of their references to Britain's colonial past. The BBC's David Salito reports. The last night of the proms will still have Jerusalem and new orchestral versions of Rule Britannia and Land of Hope and Glory. However, there will be no live audience in the Royal Albert Hall to sing along and the number of musicians and singers will be reduced and dispersed around the hall because of social distancing. The rumours that the tunes were being dropped for political reasons because of concerns about lyrics extolling Britain's imperial past has led to a heated debate, but it's understood the full sing-along versions with lyrics will return once the coronavirus restrictions come to an end. 
To currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 105.98 yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 18 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 16 cents. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 25,416. That's 135 points down on the previous close. And now for the sports, here's Atom Zhang. The world record sprinter and eight-time Olympic gold medalist Usain Bolt has tested positive for the coronavirus. The Jamaican revealed on social media that he is self-isolating at home as a precaution despite not having any symptoms. A British newspaper reported that Bolt's friends had thrown him a surprise birthday party last week mask-free. It was attended by other sporting stars including Manchester City footballer Raheem Sterling. In his video, Bolt said, just to be safe, I'll quarantine myself and just take it easy. The basketball and the Miami Heat are through to the second round of the NBA playoffs after they finished off the Indiana Pacers in a four-game sweep. Miami won 99-87 behind 23 points from Goran Dragic. The top-ranked Milwaukee Bucks are one win away from meeting Miami in the Eastern Conference semifinals. They beat the Orlando Magic 121-106 to take a 3-1 lead in their best-of-seven. Milwaukee's top scorer, Yanis Antetokounmpo, said he was helped by teammate Chris Middleton, who got 18 of his 21 points in the fourth quarter. It was good seeing Chris knock uh, down shots just being himself. I told him when he came out, I think, at the end of the third quarter, I think at the end of the third quarter, I just told him, I said, shoot the ball until your arms fall off. Like, just keep being aggressive. It doesn't matter. Shoot it every time you touch. Just shoot it every time. It's eventually, it's going to go in. In the Western Conference, a 30-point night by LeBron James saw the top-seeded Los Angeles Lakers beat the Portland Trailblazers 135-115 to go up 3-1 in the series. Oklahoma City and Houston are all square after the Thunder took Game 4, 117-114. German point guard Dennis Schroeder scored 30 points off the bench for OKC. Uh, I think I just uh, tried to be aggressive. Um... I mean, you know, the first two games, uh, I wasn't really aggressive. And um, I think uh, that's my game, you know, going to the basket, find my open teammates, um, going uh, all the way to the bucket. So um, I just was aggressive. Um, don't worry about nothing else. Just bring everything what we have every game, and we're going to live with the results. I think uh, we got a great team. We've been showing it all year, and uh, we just going to stay humble in victory. And, uh, I mean, you know, uh, just keep chipping away. Um, I mean, it's game five. That's going to be a big one. And uh, we just got to come out ready. On the ice, the New York Islanders opened the second round of the NHL playoffs with a convincing 4-0 win over the Philadelphia Flyers. Simeon Verlamov stopped 29 shots for the shutout. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The chief executive rejects as politically motivated criticism of her for mass coronavirus testing. A decision is due soon on whether to extend social distancing rules, with one expert warning against premature relaxation. And the first man charged under the national security law is denied bail. And that's the news from RTHK. The Community Care Fund has launched the Living Subsidy Program for eligible non-public housing and non-CSSA low-income households to relieve their financial pressure. Applications are being handled in phases. 
two-person households can submit their applications from now until the 30th of November in person or by mail to designated service units. For details, please visit the Community Care Fund website or call 2180-6666. Dengue fever is a mosquito-borne disease and the incubation period is from 3 to 14 days. The symptoms of first infection are usually mild, but subsequent infections from other serotypes of dengue virus may lead to severe dengue and can be fatal. Once infected, the risk of severe dengue is lifelong. If you feel unwell after mosquito bites from travel abroad, see a doctor right away and explain your recent travel history. For details, visit www.chp.gov.hk. Turn me in. 